Hey everyone, and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. And I'm Lauren. Grace will not be joining us this week due to scheduling issues, but uh, the three of us definitely still have a lot to talk about because this week's episode is about finals week, which was last week. And um, we were just going to talk about junior year because I feel like it's known that junior year is like supposed to be the hardest mm-hmm. in our uh, first finals. So how how do you guys feel right now? Things, okay, like finals week itself wasn't that bad, but like the whole year has been bad. Yeah. Like I only had two finals, which was kind of odd, but like that was really nice. So it was just Chinese and then honors pre-calc. I was actually the most worried about those two classes. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. But we made it through. Did we? Part of me got left behind in the math room after that final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I had, I want to say, four finals. Um, I think this year I've become much more relaxed and easier on myself about my grades and all that. So I ended the year with two B pluses, which normally I would be like kicking my feet, not like kicking my feet <laughs> cute about, but like kicking my feet like mad about and like really upset. Mm. But I think I've just kind of learned to let it go. And I think a part of that is that I got a job. And so I'll be like talking to my coworkers and they'll be like, oh, how's school going? I was like, oh, it's good. But, you know, like history is a little bit rough right now. And they're like, oh, like, how are you doing? And so I opened up Skyward, which is what we use for our grades. And I have a B. Or was it B plus then? <laughs> I had a B, and my coworker, he was like, you know, where I went to school, like, people are eating Bs and Cs and, like, never batted an I, and I can't believe you're, like, saying you have a B, and that's, like, beating you up right now, like, so mm. I think having different perspectives and kind of getting out of the Mercer Island, like, I have to be perfect bubble really kind of opened my um, eyes to how I shouldn't be so hard on myself about these things, so... I ended it not in such a perfectionist way, but, you know, I'm not upset about it. I also had somewhat of a similar experience because for, like, all my life I've sort of, like, you know, grew grew up around, like, the 4.0 or, like, nothing Mm -hmm. sort of mindset. And, like, for a little bit there, like, I was, like, at perfect acceptance with not having a 4.0. I okay, it doesn't matter, but like I ended with one, but like for a hot okay. second, a hot okay. second, I know it was like growth for me though. I like felt a very like a piece of like calmness because yeah. it was really interesting because I totally accepted it. I thought I was for sure gonna like have any <laughs> minus, drop. but like for that sort of short period of time, like I was really at calm. I was like, you know what, it's fine, like life is gonna move on, yeah. and I didn't think I would ever get to that point because I've been such a perfectionist for so long but it was like sort of like a turning point where I was like okay whatever yeah and I came to terms with it I think growth. something oh for sure yeah. um, this my is growth, big, Ava growth was like forced though because I lost my 4.0 freshman year by getting a B in band Wait, and oh, I've gotten I straight you're, A's you're in band? I'm not in band anymore no, I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I in freshman year, wow. art credit, you know. But mm. uh, it was entirely my fault because I did submit something late, but I didn't expect it to go in as an F. Um, so I was uh, mourning that loss for a very, very long time. But I guess that's helped me like let go because it's like, well, I already lost the four and Like I can just lose a little bit more and it'll be okay. That's sort of how I felt. Like I felt. It was kind of weird because I was like, oh, if I lose it, the pressure will be off, which is why Mm -hmm. a small part of me was like, I kind of do want to lose my 4.0. So then there won't be so much pressure. So I'm even (laughs) though I have my 4.0, I'm still a little bit disappointed because I kind of wanted that like 
yeah. relief, you know? Um, no, I can't relate, actually. Mm. You know, wishing mm. I had mine. But, you know, that's all in the past. I've learned to let it go. I mean, I clearly I'm still clinging on to it. <laughs> but it's definitely made, like, that drop in my GPA a lot easier to handle. Mm. And it's not like it dropped, like, a crazy amount. Like, uh, I ended with A's and then two A-minuses, which is not something I'm used to just because, like, my whole life I've been a straight-A student. And then, like, by some miracle, I kept that up for so long. And then this year uh, is, like, the first time I've struggled in classes, like, a lot. Like, um, this year, honors pre-calc is very, very difficult. Um, and, you know, I it was the first time where I was like, oh, this final, I don't have to, like, maintain a grade. I have to bring up my grade yeah, with yeah, this final. Same. So I studied mm-hmm. very, very hard because I had to get a 97 to bring my grade to an A. And I did not get the 97, um, and I thought my life would be over, but... Here I am, and it's fine. It's like, mm. it's really not a big deal. I don't know why I thought it would be such a big deal. It's just like kind of hard because I'm used to being like ahead of the curve just because all my other classes up until this point just weren't as challenging. Um, yeah. So that was a shock. I mean, yeah. I think something to clarify to like people who are listening in who aren't really familiar with the culture of our school. Um, like how my coworker was saying, like people got C's all the time in his school, and that was normal. Um, here, it's the direct opposite. Parents have such high expectations of their kids. Teachers have si- sorry. <laughs> Teachers have such high expectations of their students, and your peers are all like it's very competitive. It's very academically rigorous, and like there was something about how our like when our grades go in to colleges, they'll see that we went to this school, and so like. A B plus at our school would mean like an A in a different school, and I don't know. I think that's something we often like ignore is the mm-hmm. discrepancy. I didn't think about that. Yeah, in grading yeah. styles, because sometimes like I have some friends who live in California, and um, one of them they'll like post about their grades and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so bad," and like I have this grade, and whatever. But their A level is from like a ninety to a one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Our oh my gosh. level is 93 to 100. <sighs> I wish. And, yeah, so it, it. I think that's something we often forget. So a little reminder to everyone. There is a big discrepancy. And when the scores all go in, will it really matter? I mean, yeah. I've always struggled with that because everybody here is exceptional. And it's like there's always this expectation where it's like to get into a good college, like the 4.0, Ava said this before. She said, like, the, the 4.0 is, like, getting to the door. It's not even, like, opening it. You know what I mean? Like For, for top colleges. Yeah, yeah, for top colleges. But I've always had that mindset because if I'm coming from here, I have crazy competition because everybody here mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, and it's really hard to live up to. And, I mean, of course I'm so glad that, like, we have such a high education. But, like, it makes it really difficult on, like, individual students who are, like, below an A, mm-hmm. like a 93%, that is. Um, but it is nice to, like, know that, like, other schools have different grading. So it's like, oh, if I went to this school, I would be exceptional, mm-hmm. you know? I think also with that statement, there's also, like, their school, while it might be from 90 to 100, it might be harder to get to that 90 to 100, you know? No? I mean... I feel like I've heard a lot of, like, Bay Area stories. Yeah, where oh, Bay Area While makes it's sense. that, like, it's so hard to get to that 90. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It all kind of just depends. Yeah, it's different for everywhere. So. Yeah. So then obviously there's like, um, you know, academic pressure from like your peers. But there's also like the aspect of like Lauren was saying, but with like your... 
There's also this expectation with like your parents, as Lauren was saying. And I remember like I looked at my A minuses and I was like, I'm okay with this. Like my life is going to be fine. But then I was like, ooh, what are my parents going to think? Because my brother is an academic genius. <laughs> um, so he's had a 4.0. He gets all A's. So I obviously am like, uh-oh, my parents are going to see this and they're going to know I'm below average, <laughs> which is like not ideal because it's always hard when you're like living up to your sibling's legacy. Mm, I feel that too. Yeah, because yeah. like me and Ava both have very smart brothers. Yeah. And it's definitely really hard because I'm more relaxed. Um, I mean, it's not that I was relaxed this semester. It's just like it was so hard. And there were certain things I wasn't willing to give up, like sleep, time with friends, all that mm, stuff. Like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't willing to push myself hard enough to get the 93. But obviously that's not something a parent wants to see mm. yeah I mean I've always been comparing to my brother since he's he really set the bar high <laughs> yeah he did lose his 4.0 in senior year he was really close so that kind of took a bit of the pressure off but I feel like even though you guys are talking about like parent pressures I feel like my parents definitely are not like that they obviously expect good grades but I've said in the past where it's more about like the effort to get the grade rather than the grade itself so if I try really hard and I get like a B or something that's totally fine it's more about like if I don't try at all and then I like get a B that's the issue they have so I think most of the pressure comes from like peers and teachers rather than my parents I think my parents if anything are like the lowest rung on like the stressors mm-hmm. no I get what you're saying about like the sibling thing which is kind of ironic because I'm the oldest of my family mm-hmm. But my brother, he's, like, really smart. Like, he gets these, like, engineering crates every month, and it will be, like, that's so put cute. together an analog clock. Wait, put that's toge- so cute. <laughs> no, but it's, like, insane. Yeah. And so he'll be doing this while I'm, like, trying to work out a physics, like, problem set, and I'll be, like, crying <laughs> in my room, and he'll be, like, la-di-da, like, I'm just doing this for fun. Mm. And for a while, he went to this private school, too, and private schools are kind of, like, whoa, like, yeah. you got a test to get in, whatever. Um, and so for a, like as he was like going into that class, I was getting really worried that he was gonna somehow surpass me, even though I'm five years older. <laughs> um, Valid. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really interesting thing to think about. And one of my big worries as of late is that um, me, my brother, and my mom all saw Stanford in the fall with um, mm. some lovely people that we met. So. Shout out to Ezekiel Contreras Forrest and and Rodolphe Lapointe. So they are both uh, non-traditional students at Stanford right now. Mm. And they took me around. Um, they're friends of a friend of my dad. And it was really incredible to see everything there. And after that, my brother was like, I think I know where I want to go to school now. And I feel like every Mercer Island kid wants to go get into Stanford so mm bad yeah. including me like if they would do a deal with the devil to get to stanford i'm like, i would do more i think than it's that. like one of the most applied to schools probably or like that and so my brother's like oh i want to get into stanford and i'm like okay great yeah whatever but what's so concerning to me is that he has all the resources to know how to get in mm. early way earlier than i did because i got a college counselor and i didn't know those were a thing until i had one mm. and so now my brother knows that you know he's gonna like, he plans to join a sailing team. He plans to join a rowing team. He plans to, you know, do all this. And I'm like, what if I don't get into this dream school that I've had forever? And he does. And how, like, gutting that would feel. Like, what if everything, like, 
from a like super you know competitive ac- academic standpoint goes south and I end up at a school I don't want to be at and mm. then I see my brother getting into it with the school I want so bad I think that'll be kind of a hard thing yeah that's so interesting because like I'm the younger sibling and my brother mm-hmm. already applied to colleges he re- got rejected from some he got accepted to some and some of the schools that he got rejected from are like some schools that I might be applying to so it's kind of that's kind of awkward. It's kind of <laughs> it's interesting. I know he would, he would be happy for me if I got in, but I do wonder like if he would feel the same as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never even thought about that from my brother's perspective because my brother had a dream for a very long time and he got in. That's so amazing. It's just like shout out to him. And honestly, like I always knew he was going to get there because my brother is very special in that way. Not in like a oh he's like special. He's, like, very special in a way. Like, I knew he was going to get there. Like, mm-hmm. I was the only one who had no doubts that he would get there. So, and I don't even have any plan. Like, I don't plan to apply where he's going. Mm-hmm. So, it's more like, it's more like I have, like, all these other chances. But he was set on one. So, yeah. I don't I don't think I'll feel any kind of competitiveness between the two of us. Unless I get into, like, Stanford. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> then I would be, I would be the top sibling if I were to go there. But. Uh, and like, obviously, like, I feel like a lot of people have that dream school of Stanford, but I visited the campus and I was like, this is so amazing. Nothing can ever top this. Mm. And I still believe that, but deep down my chances are quite low. So I have to lower my expectations a little bit, which is, I think a commonly shared experience because like most people know they're not going to make it to Stanford. Like it's almost impossible unless you're (laughs) incredibly amazing, which like a ton of people at our school are like, Mm. I think like. Last year, what, like three or two people went? Three got in, yeah. Three got in, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty crazy considering the acceptance rate. Yeah, Yeah. and that was insane. Like, you can... They were all very spectacular. Yeah, they're all very qualified, obviously. Like, it was just insane seeing three people get in Mm -hmm. from, like, a kind of small school like ours. Like, I was just shocked because, like, to me, the odds are impossible, but they did it somehow, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it makes it hard on the rest of the students. Yeah, I mean, there's always, like, this year, even, we've seen, like, many people get in early to a lot of really great schools, like the mm-hmm. Ivies and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, especially with the wall of, wall of rejection coming out soon. Oh, oh yeah. Rolling we should out. probably explain. Oh, yeah. So, we talked about this I last think, yeah, year. Yeah, we talked about it last but... year, but it's basically where the senior class has, like, this wall. It's in the commons, and it basically says wall of rejection, and everyone posts their little, like, rejection letters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mixed feelings. It's good for the seniors to, like, commiserate, but for the rest of us, it's kind of demoralizing sort of to see all these, like, great people get rejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, like, I see it and I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, everybody gets rejected. Like, it's okay. But then I'm like, huh, I'm going to be there next year. And if, yeah. even if I think I have a good chance, a lot of these people had a way better chance and also didn't make it. And mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's more like what the colleges are looking for. It's kind of like it's kind of like dating. It's like you're looking for this college. The <laughs> college also college has to like you. you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like every year they're looking for something different. So honestly, like you could be the most amazing person ever and you could still get rejected. Yeah, it's like reassuring in a way. Yeah, it is kind of reassuring and I feel like it's good that we have that cuz it's mm-hmm. like you can like you can feel like you're not alone like yeah. other amazing students are getting rejected. And like when I say amazing, I mean like incredible. Like mm-hmm. people here are exceptional and mm-hmm. like tons and tons of ways so it's it's hard to live up to but I'm glad we have that here kind of speaking of schools and how we're talking about growth I think the next step for me is separating my definition of success from going to a name school 
Mm, yeah. And that's something I've kind of been thinking about because I was telling my college counselor, like, I don't know if I want to gun for an Ivy anymore because, you know, I've seen this video that kind of, like, hit me where it was this woman talking about how her whole life she was known as a smart girl and she finally gets accepted into an Ivy and her family's so excited, of course. And she, when she gets there, she's failing her classes. And all of a sudden she went from being, like, the smart girl out of her... Uh, school to just one face in you know thousands who went there and how that was so demoralizing for her and how it was such a wake-up call yeah and I was like that's not something I want to experience and I don't want to have to put in all this work for something that I have like a dismal chance is that a word dismal yeah yeah for something that I have a dismal chance at and so that was something I said to him and then all of a sudden he started giving me recommendations of schools to visit on the east coast and I was like you know scoping them out online and the acceptance rate would be like 60%, 50%. And in my head, I was like, why would he say that to me? Like, that's so offensive to me. Like, how could he do that? Mm. Um, and then I was like, hello, can I hear myself speaking? Like, this is such a dumb thing to say. Like, yeah. my parents didn't go to big schools. They went to state schools. And they turned out to be super successful. And they're happy. And, you know, that I need to disconnect my idea of an acceptance rate being an end-all, be-all definition of who I am. Hmm. Easier said than done, though. Yeah, easier said I've than done. I've attempted the sure. same kind of thing. It's it's really hard, especially, yeah. like, both of my parents went to a pretty prestigious school, and, like, my mom, she rose up from, like, nothing, and, like, you know, as an immigrant, I'm sure it was, like, a lot harder for her and, mm. and all that, so it's, like, I have to, I have to beat that. Like, she got somewhere from nowhere, and I have everything I need, but if I don't make it, it's like, it's kind of awkward because my parents are so smart and then I just, you know, don't make it. It's a, it's a tough truth to deal with, but I guess like every year it gets harder and harder. Yeah, so things are a lot different than back then. Yeah. Like yeah. things are always changing. And like my dad, like was not that good of a student. It's just, he came from a small school. So he was top of his class. Like maybe mm-hmm. that helped him. It's all about time and place. Um, that make the man, as our history <laughs> teacher would say. So, I mean, it's it's a really sad thing to think about that, like, every year my chances get, like, lower and lower and people get better and better. So, you know, like, it's it's all about, like, what I'm really willing to prioritize and what I'm willing, what I'm willing to sacrifice to get there. Because, obviously, I still want to enjoy my teen years. I don't want to lock myself up and study for the rest of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting for me, especially considering more like the music way path, mm. sort of, you know, because I, I did have a phase where I was like so into like getting into a top college and everything. But I feel like my priorities definitely have shifted a lot and sort of my weight on like going to a prestigious school, I guess. Yeah, I'm so. hoping I will also get there. But deep down, I always know like Stanford is number one. <laughs> I will always, always want to go there, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, um, something that I'm kind of like trying to shift my focus from like the acceptance rate or like how prestigious it is, is to do I like where it is? Mm, yeah. And I discovered that I really like cities. And Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went to this camp at Cal Poly and I was like, this school's really cool and it's great weather and it's beautiful and you're so close to the ocean and to the, to the mountains. It's everything. But the city's not big enough. That was, I think that was my first kind of check of. It's not all about, you know, the acceptance rate that's going to make me happy. It's going to be, like, the place. 
And, you know, the fall, like I was saying, we visited Stanford. We also visited Berkeley. And I was like, this, the Bay Area is so incredible. And my dad's, like, in love with the Bay Area. Like, he said this to me, like, as we were leaving, he was like, I fell in love with the Bay Area 20 years ago, and I think you will, too. And I was <laughs> that like, that's is so the cringe. cheesiest thing you could <laughs> ever say. But I was like, he's kind of right. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a great city, and you're by the water, and it's so great. But, you know, coincidentally, the schools in the Bay Area are the ones that are Stanford and Berkeley that are so mm. exactly. hard to get into. Exactly. And so, I think location definitely, yeah, because like, more people apply to somewhere that That's has a true. good location. That's so true. it would go exactly. up in the ranks. Like, my ideal location is somewhere on um, the West Coast. So, like, here, California. Yep. You know, mm, yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like so hard because my ideal campus looks like Stanford and it's in Stanford's area. And I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. I mean, I had a similar experience, like finding out that location it actually does matter because I used to think I would be fine anywhere. But over the summer, I was invited to this conference that was in literally Sioux Falls. South Dakota? Like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, per. And so I realized that location does matter, and I don't want to be stuck in a random town like that. Yeah. So cities, city life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are our thoughts about finals week. I know we kind of went off on a different tangent, but we can all agree, like, college and finals, those things are very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. You know, grades matter and all that. So uh, those were our feelings about that. Definitely a more, I guess, not as fun episode. More heavy, more real. More real, real because yeah. this is real. If you want to hear more of this kind of episode, just email us. We have an email. It's called riceandshinepod at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram if you want to DM us. It's at riceandshinepodcast. And we are also available on every podcast platform. That includes like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So make sure you keep listening to us and bear with us through this rocky time. We'll probably make a lot more episodes like this as our app season application season approaches but um yeah it's definitely going to be an exciting time for us so make sure you keep up with us thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week